on May 23rd. I want to go back to normal. What's normal? The Paramount Plus original series, Evil Returns. We've already hunted werewolves and demons. And now what? A baby antichrist? Okie dokie. Prepare yourself. You will not beat us. For the end. I have visions of hell. Make it stop. Make it shut up. You're not gonna survive this. Evil. The final season. Streaming May 23rd. Only on Paramount+. Plus. What's up, everyone? Welcome to PopCulture.com's group chat, where we talk about all the reality TV news that we care about and you really need to know. I am one of your hosts, Anna Rumor. And I am Victoria Magadami. Uh, Jameson is sick today, which is a bummer for him, yeah. and we will miss him. So, Jameson, feel better soon. I also wanted to start today's podcast. The world is a very uh, difficult place right now. It's really tough. There's a lot of change going on. Um, our podcast is very silly. We provide you with news on like Julianne Huff and The Bachelor. So we don't pretend to be any kind of solution in this time. But if you're looking for a distraction, we're happy to be here. If not, you can turn off this podcast and turn on uh, like 1613 or something like that. Uh, that has more information for you on the ongoing protests against racism and the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, but I wanted to start off today's podcast by just saying Black Lives Matter, obviously to us. Uh, we support the dismantling of systemic racism. There needs to be justice for George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, who, if you're listening on Friday, would have been 27. Um, so there are many other Black people who have been subject of police brutality and racism that we haven't named and who, who haven't gotten justice to this point, and they deserve justice. Uh, as, as white people, dismantling racism within ourselves and within our community means continuing to educate ourselves, having difficult conversations with people that we love, with ourselves, and to continuing to listen to Black experiences and Black voices, uh, actively working to eliminate racism within ourselves. So there's a lot of work to do in the white community. Uh, there are resources online. BlackLivesMatter.com has a lot of there. Um, and, and we shouldn't rely on black people to do that emotional labor for us. So there's books, uh, White Fragility is in the mail for me. I'm looking forward to reading that. So do, the, do your part, stay safe, um, and, and happy Pride, guys, which if you forget, uh, was made possible by black women at Stonewall. So <laughs> I love that. Yep. I yep. love so, you. Well said. But, you know, we also work for a company who supports everything, um, who support Black Lives Matter. And that's what I love the most. I think you said it perfectly, Anna. I think that we um, need to actually ask ourselves some questions, you know what I mean, before we start speaking about other things if we haven't really done some self-reflection. So I think that that's key and very important. Absolutely. There's no way to be a good ally if you're not willing to admit when you screw up and mm -hmm. constantly be subject to self-examination. So we stand with you and we ally ourselves with you. Uh, Black Lives Matter. And, um, and we'll move on to the dumb stuff now because <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you need a little levity. So here, here's that. <laughs> Um, well, let's start off with some the transition, Anna, <laughs> you know, sometimes there's just not a transition. Yes. There's not a whole lot let's in common between the these stuff. topics. This is the dumb <laughs> stuff. It. Let's start off with the bachelor breakup that shocked absolutely no one. Colton mm -hmm. Underwood and his girlfriend, Cassie Randolph, uh, they announced that they have broken up this weekend. They have decided to remain a part of each other's lives. If you don't remember, Colton was the 2019 Bachelor who jumped the fence because these people exit my brain the moment that I stop <laughs> watching them on TV. <laughs> 
was not surprised by this, honestly. Like, as soon as I heard about it, I was just like, did we not see this from day one? The girl was literally trying to leave from the show because she just wanted to make it to, like, the top three in hopes of potentially becoming the next Bachelorette for more options. And then he went and jumped a fence for her, pleaded for her, begged for her, and she was like, well, okay, I guess, or... You know, right, because at that point you can't say no, because then you look horrible. So she had to yeah. be like, "Okay, you're nice, and you did put in a lot of effort." But but everyone you know saw I, that her heart wasn't in it. Well, exactly, and you know what I heard? Now I have not read it yet, but I have like plenty of friends who have ordered and are currently reading his book. Uh, but apparently, a lot of his book that just came out is about Cassie. So like what weird timing Ooh. that a lot of it. And I, guys, I, I want to stay. I don't know this for a fact. I, this is just what I'm hearing from mm-hmm. my friends, but uh, yeah, apparently his book is heavy on Cassie and well, like nice. as soon as it comes out, you know, <laughs> well, maybe she read it and was like, wow, this is a lot of energy coming my way for, <laughs> for someone who's just dating me. I wonder if the quarantine did it to them because they were quarantining together. They were. And she like nursed him back to health when he got coronavirus, which was very nice of her, especially when I was thinking, man, if she wanted to break up with him back then and then he got coronavirus and she's like, well, I can't break up with you now. You're very ill. I have to take care of you. (laughs) Yeah. And then you're like, oh my gosh, I hope I don't get it from a guy I'm trying to break up with. I know. (laughs) And then then, then after he gets better, she's like, all right, now's my time. we saw it coming though i mean i just i'm not surprised about this i think that probably colton's a lot more hurt than she is i think she's been wanting out for i don't know since day one so i'm not shocked about this well and it's tough too because he does seem like he was really into her and that and that's part of the pressure is just when one person's way more into the other person and uh, he seems like a nice guy i don't really know anything about him i didn't like his season at all but he, he didn't seem like a bad person he just kind of seemed like a silly little little puppy dog so that that sucks for him but uh and and I read a a source that said that he was really really trying to settle down and Cassie is like I wasn't trying to settle down on The Bachelor and I'm not trying to settle down now so if that is uh if that's true it kind of speaks to his authenticity of actually going on The Bachelor though well and also too I think we got to credit her as well for being true to herself like if she's truly Mm -hmm. just not ready I mean better to to do it now than to get married for what you know what I mean so at least she's trying to be and maybe honestly I mean maybe she really was trying to give it a fair shot like okay maybe if I just Mm -hmm. stay with him I'll like him more we can get married and have babies and do the whole nine but I think I mean because I spoke to her I mean for a pop culture Mm -hmm. exclusive and she was very busy with school and so I think that she's been very busy on just focusing on her next step career wise and I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing um, but no, again, it's great. it is, it is great. I just think that, I don't know, maybe she tried to give it a fair shot, but I think that it's just, it doesn't shock anyone. That this is- yeah. I mean, if a guy jumped a fence for me, I would also try and probably give it a fair shot. Cause that's, yeah. I mean, not romantic, but it's something, I don't know. The bar is very I mean, low for men. Listen, we all, <laughs> as women, we're all like, where's the nice guy? And then we get the nice guy and then we don't know what to do with him. Right. Well, so. sometimes the nice guy's a lot of energy. <laughs> so, you know, true. The last note that I wrote on this, which is also rude, but whatever. I just wrote, Tia is frothing at the mouth. Just kidding. (laughs) 
We love you Savage. too. I don't know what you're. I don't know what you're doing anymore. But I hope it's not the Bachelor in Paradise thing because that was a oh, lot. Oh God. Yes. Um, speaking of couples that broke up, and we were all like, "Oh, shocked Pikachu gif." Um, <laughs> Julianne <laughs> Huff and Brooks Lake, after about I don't know five Finally. six months of pretending that they weren't going to break up, announced that they yeah. are getting a divorce. Uh, Friday, Shocker. They confirmed they're separating after nearly three years of marriage. Mm-hmm. shocking shocking and they said that they have lovingly and carefully taken the time they need to arrive at their decision to separate and they have an abundance of love and respect for one another i just i mean when it came out i just thought finally we don't have to stop writing about them like they're still together <laughs> yeah i know well and that was just, i mean here's my thing like i totally respect and i think we talked about this during one yeah. of our episodes but like i totally respect privacy of celebrities they deserve it but at the end of the day, too, I I, I mean, I kind of got sick of just writing about the same thing. Like, okay, we don't know where they're at. They keep, like, talking nice about each other. So, like, okay, are we doing this for PR purposes or are we doing this because it's genuine? You know, so I'm kind of glad that they just, like, came out with it. We're like, okay, listen, we're done. You know, and right. maybe I, they just needed time to figure it out. But I'm kind of just, like, ready to move on from that. Right. I mean, for me, it's I respect the privacy of the people who are respecting their own privacy. And these people Mm -hmm. were constantly trying to garner headlines through their split, you know, going out in public without their ring on, which if you really wanted privacy, Mm -hmm. you'd just keep it on for your when the paparazzi are going to be there because, you know, Mm -hmm. that's easy. They're talking about each other on their podcast. They're commenting on Instagram. You know, like if you really wanted privacy, you wouldn't be doing this. You want us to be talking about it. And I got bored of it. So they're over, they're done with. I don't really know anything about these people individually. I know she's doing her weird Kinergy stuff. I'm sorry, her whatever Kinergy stuff. (laughs) It might be weird, it might not be. We've all seen the video, make your own assessment. Um, She's doing that with Oprah. He's got his podcast talking to women about what men like, which is a Mm -hmm. whole other topic, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he's, I I don't know, their, their timeline is lengthy and yet only about three years long and I'm feel like it's been eternity. I just, the only thing that I would really care about after this is if they gave out more details as to why they really came to the split, but I don't know that they'll actually do that. But like, I kind of would be a little interested to know like, okay, Mm -hmm. because like everyone had their assumptions at the beginning of the year, you know, after Brooks took to Instagram, people were kind of assuming like, okay, like, what are we dealing with? Is he realizing something about his sexuality that he oh, right. hasn't explored yet? Or right, because he said he didn't yeah. want to explore his sexuality more, and that was just a couple months after Julianne said that she's not straight. So everyone was like, yes. "Huh, is it them coming to a mutual agreement about their sexuality? What is it?" And then they stopped. Yeah. They weren't quarantining together, so everyone's like, "Okay, you're not together." Then they were like, "Hey, eh, yes, we are." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, you're not. Thank yes, you. We are. Nope. Yeah. No, I'm kind of the only reason I would be interested is if if they kind of came out and said why. But other than that, it's yeah. just like okay, all right, they're done. Let's move on. You know what? They do have some like Jana Kramer, Mike Cawson, Kausian. I don't know how you pronounce his name. They've got some of that oh, energy man. in them. So yeah, maybe uh, maybe we will get a full podcast with them talking about it because they're. I, I mean, they do seem like very open people. I like how you just called them open and I just called them oversharers at the same second. Oh. (laughs) Two sides of the same coin. I know. (laughs) You started freezing just a little bit. 
So I was like, wait, wait, Anna, what? <laughs> yeah, very I mean, like, it's true. It's the same thing. It's just two, yeah. Do, yeah. Two yeah. words. Listen, great minds think alike, okay? This is why we're on a podcast together. <laughs> exactly. Okay, let's take a quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about how Kylie Jenner is not a billionaire anymore, which is my favorite news of 2020. Ooh. And Leah Michelle, she's apparently not great, which, you know, another shocker for the pod. The wait is over. The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount+. Plus. What brings you to the show? Opportunity. Everybody get down! A new rain is coming to the South Side. Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job. The Shy. New episodes May 10th. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash The Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. All right, we are back and we are dismantling Kylie Jenner's empire. Just kidding. She's still probably worth about $900 million, which is an ungodly amount of money. money. Yes, but the interesting news is Forbes has now rescinded Kylie's title of billionaire, which they first awarded her in 2018, saying that after reviewing new public documents of Cody, which is the company that bought Kylie Cosmetics, um, there's no way that her company was worth that much when they coined her a billionaire. They said that her team had been trying to score a Forbes cover since Kim got one in 2016 and accused Kylie's team of giving them doctored tax returns to inflate her net worth. I was going to say, when I read this article, I mean, they straight up came out of the gates for Kylie Jenner. Like, if I were Kylie, and then she tweeted, she's like, what am I waking up to? Like, I would have done the same thing because I was reading that and just like, what just happened? Like, you guys just gave her the title. And then now, a couple of months later, here we are. But they, I mean, they were pretty savage with it. So they first awarded her this back in 2018. So it's been years. Oh my God. Has it already been? Yeah. They called her the youngest self-made billionaire a couple months ago but they first ranked her as a billionaire in 2018 so that's when the documents were right i know and then and then forbes was reviewing these documents and i was like that doesn't track there's no way that her company could be making i'm not a math person so please just go read the dark the uh article if you want the details like money wise but they were reading the public now what is it profit of uh, of kylie cosmetics and like there's absolutely no way that this matches up there's no way that her company dropped in value this much and just since being sold to cody so they went back and they are accusing her team of giving them doctored tax documents which is and they don't doubt it's real yeah and they pretty much said like during some of the article that like we this is not a fact but based on our findings it is likely that they had forged Mm. documents it is likely that her company was not worth as much as what she said it was which kylie girl that ain't a good look like well and do you know what's even a worse look um right afterwards she tweeted a bunch of angry stuff like i can name a list of a hundred things more important right now than fixing on how much money i have and then everyone's like oh there are a lot more important things happening right now like the george floyd black lives matter protests we haven't really seen anything from you about that and then she tweeted three times about it hashtag so brave thanks kylie (laughs) yeah it's i don't know that family is 
just not yeah. a good look, girl. Not a not good, a good look. look. And it, it's just so interesting to me to see that uh, two years her people were, you know, campaigning to get this Forbes cover after Kim got one for her mobile game. And it's like, mm-hmm. man, can you imagine that toxic relationship with your manager slash mom slash sister? It's like your sister can get a Forbes cover, can't you? I broke that down perfectly. I mean, because that's not something that you and I have to think about right now, but I can only imagine Kris Jenner like behind her little cell phone, just trying to like make stuff happen. And her poor daughter's over here just trying to be a 22 year old and live her life. And here we are, you know, freaking kit, lip kit, you know, putting her on the next level on the Forbes cover. And then now all of a sudden she's not, but they were very, I mean, I encourage, if you guys have not read that interview, I I highly encourage you to do, oh, I'm sorry, not an interview, but the article. If you have not read that article about her, I think that you should. Because they, I mean, they break it down section by section. And quite frankly, like, I just feel like that's a ballsy move on someone who has so many eyes on her. That's a, if, if that is true, that is a ballsy move on her end. Because to think that no one would find out because Forbes said that they have to go in and pretty much do their own investigating and look at all the documents, all of her tax uh, returns and you know, all that stuff. I'm not a a money person. I'm not like a business person. So forgive my lack of professional terms, but they have to go in and look pretty much like prove that she is a billionaire. So if they, if they fooled, you know, Forbes, and then this comes out that it's not true, like, but it, well, it's, will it's, it affect listen, her it's though? I guess that's a, no one cares. I mean, it's interesting, but like, it's not. Yeah. She already has a nine hundred million dollars. That's. Yeah. But it, people who don't like Kylie don't like Kylie. People who this would sway in one direction or the other are not her diehard fans, anyways. And yeah. uh, and it's interesting to note that she can come out and deny this all she wants because she never has to release her tax returns. They can never prove it because she never has to release her actual tax returns. Of course, she can mm-hmm. provide doctored ones because they would have to come from her team. So it would not be difficult to fake this. It would just require, I mean, Anna, the lawyer Forbes to, well, I mean, you can't You're teaching me something. Tax documents aren't public records. So she would have to release that for them. And yeah. so they were probably a little too trusting accepting those tax documents and not accepting them from, you know, maybe a verified encrypted source or something like that. But uh, yeah. yeah, there's really no way to prove either way. So now they're both at like a detente where they're like, well, you lied. No, I didn't. Well, okay. You know, and then yeah. it just has to stand there. So, well, and here we are. Kylie Jenner's still talking about it. Hmm. Richer and makes more money than we'll probably ever make in our lifetime. Oh my so, gosh. Yeah. You know, she's, she's still a bajillionaire, but um, oh, yeah. the, the one other interesting thing that I wanted to break up uh, bring up is that um, we've been talking about too many breakups. Oh, too many breakups. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's what's ingrained in our head today. <laughs> breakups, breakups. No, but the, the other thing that's interesting is it's been such a talking point in the press that <laughs> Kylie owns all of Kylie cosmetics and she's making all the money, all the profits coming to her. And while in investigating this, um, Forbes discovered that there is a KMJ, Chris, whatever, Jenner, 2018 irrevocable trust controlled by Chris Jenner that has a profit interest in Kylie Cosmetics. So they say that that money goes right back to Kylie, but I don't think so. The name certainly mm. doesn't suggest that that trust is going to Kylie. So it seems like Chris Jenner's taking Dang, a lot Chris. of that money too. Stingy. I know why she's mm-hmm. got favorite daughters now. Stingy little Chris. Mm-hmm. Only she's only supposed to be taking like I think 10%. Chloe called her out one day. Mm-hmm. Chloe was like, I'm not paying you 10% to act like this to put me on the bottom of the list. And I was like, you tell her, Chloe. 
<laughs> well, you know, they got different contacting ne- negotiations with their mom, which is just a whole different level of family dynamic that I don't yeah, want I was to gonna be say, a part of. I don't know that I would want that dynamic with my mother. Like that's, that's, you're talking business and family. Uh-uh. Listen, if they gave me $900 million to have that dynamic with my mother, for yeah. sure. But if <laughs> just we're starting off with that, no, I will pass. I like my yeah. mom. <laughs> yes. I don't want to like dislike my mom. Yeah, Exactly. exactly. So that's fascinating. Read the Forbes article. I can't yes, express to you how, how excited my face was the entire time I was reading. I was like, oh, I know you God. can't stop reading. You're just like, oh my, as you keep scrolling, you're just like, oh, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> on the side, I'm just Googling. I'm like profit interest. What is that? Like, <laughs> I know I was like, you sounded just so educated on like everything. I was like, okay, Anna, like I need to step up my game when I talk about stuff like this. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, guys. That's I'm not feeling super uneducated right now. That's not off the top of my head. That is something I had to look up. So um. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Google. Yeah. Uh, another thing that we need to talk about this week is the downfall of Leah Michelle, um, which yeah, for me has been has been not welcome, but not surprising. She's always struck me as someone who seemed like a little bit of a nightmare. Um, and now we know, but that's probably true. Uh, Samantha Marie Ware, who was on Glee season six, I did not watch till season six of Glee. Mm-hmm. If you did, bless you. Um, mm-hmm. I did watch the first couple seasons though, uh, and it's wild. Yeah. But so uh, Leah Michelle tweeted about George Floyd, and Samantha <laughs> tweeted back at her, said that she made her experience on Glee a quote living hell, and threatened to blank in her wig. Yikes. Too. Like when I was reading that, I thought kind of something like you did. I'm like, I mean, it kind of wouldn't surprise me, but like, I don't know. Like I, I do kind of maybe view her as a, you know, like, oh, you're cute, you know? But then other cast members started mm-hmm. coming out and kind of backing her. And I was yep. just like, dang, if that many people are willing to sit behind and say, you tell her girl, like, you must have really not been a nice person to work with or be around. Yeah. I mean, Alex Newell, Amber Riley, and Dabir Snell all backed her up. They posted shady gifts, recounts of how they treated them. Uh, Heather Morris put out a, like kind of a weird statement that was like, Leah's not racist, but maybe she is, but also um, called her unpleasant to work with. Uh, but yeah. then was like, well, she's learning and growing. I don't know. I read it and was like, what am I supposed to get from this other than she's not fun? Um, yeah. But I... I, she strikes me as a former theater kid, so you can't take offense at this. I was one yeah. of you. Um, she Same. has extreme theater kid energy in a way that I was like, oh, God, she's not fun off stage, And I can tell that just based on her persona and her energy. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like as a celebrity with social media now, I feel like people should be a lot more aware of you just be a nicer person, okay? You can get called out <laughs> real quick on Twitter, and then next thing you know, HelloFresh is cutting their ties with you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this? that's just... Ugh. How about this? Be a nicer person because you don't want to be a bad person. A bad person. Like, right? I just don't... It. I never understood the entitlement of certain celebrities that, you know, I, I just... I don't get it. Like, yes, a lot of people might know your name, you know, but like, why do we need to be a mean person? You know, like what kind of entitlement does that give you? I just, that's a character problem. Okay. 
<laughs> it is, but it's also what happens when no one tells you no and everyone tells you you're yes. special and perfect from the time you're very young. So I both understand yeah. where she got that from, but there are plenty of celebrities who have educated themselves and done work on themselves. So they're not that way. So I really can't absolve her in any way, shape or form. Mm -hmm. She did apologize like though. Um, yes. She issued a really weird gaslighty kind of apology, said that mm -hmm. she didn't remember saying any of those things, but that's not the point, which is true. That's not the point. Um, but she said that, quote, her co-stars have, quote, made me also focus specifically on how my own behavior towards fellow cast members was perceived by them. What? Perceived by them? What yeah. you did to them? Because what they perceived is what happened. Yeah. And then she said, whether it was my privileged position and perspective that caused me to be perceived as insensitive or inappropriate times, or whether it was just my immaturity and me being unnecessarily difficult, I apologize. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, well, yeah. now you sound like you're making yourself the victim and we do not feel bad for you. Like, oh, my privilege and my my yeah. perspective had me perceived as insensitive, but I'm great. Like, no, girl, yeah. own up to it. You sound like you've been really mean to people. Own it. Say, oops. I am sorry. I suck and I'm sorry and I will be better. I just, I yeah. can't handle these celebrity. We get them all the time. These apologies where they just, I'm sorry if you think I'm mean. Like just own it and say sorry. Yeah. Be an adult. I know. Well, and I, you know who I think has done this? I don't know why this reminds me, but I, I feel like Kevin Hart has done a really good job. There for a while after one incident, mm. he did have a little stubborn moment, you know, and mm. I think everyone, Okay, I, I feel like I need to like pick my words carefully. I feel like at least if that's how you truly feel, then own it. You know what I mean? But so we know not to support you. Yes. <laughs> and we don't like you. <laughs> yes. Like, I mean, I, but the one thing I loved about Kevin Hart was that he came back around and he said I was wrong. You know what I mean? Like he took a couple of months to really think about his stance on, you know, the situations that he's been criticized for. And he came around and he was like, you know what? I was wrong here. And I've done a lot of thinking and I'm doing a lot of self-reflecting. And he's been so honest with his journey. Like, I appreciate that. Like to me, when he finally came around and was like, I was wrong, I didn't feel like that was a PR stunt. I felt like that, that was a human being who took time to think about what he has said, how he treated a certain group of people and gave thought into it and then came out on the other side a better person because of it. You know what I mean? And that's what I feel like when you hear something like Leah Michelle's apology just felt so like insincere to me, you know? Yeah. And I just feel like, okay, maybe, you know, okay, if that's how you feel, I don't know. I, I know we've talked about this before and this is just my personal opinion. I feel like I just want to know whether I should support you or not. You know what I mean? Like, right. Don't hide don't, behind terms. Yeah. Like I don't want a fake apology. I want like a real apology. If that were me, if somebody offended me and you're just apologizing because you want to save your brand or because your, your team is telling you to like, that's, that to me is not an apology. I want to hear, I want to hear a sincere apology. And if it takes six months or a year for you to get there, then so be it. But you know what I mean? So I, I'm hoping that maybe she'll come around and, and she'll, you know, maybe be a, a nicer person to be around because of this maybe because she got called out maybe that's what she needed you know hope hopefully i don't know but if she doesn't at least um everyone should look on twitter and search for her name because people who have worked with her in the past like people are aren't super out. famous but people are oh they're sharing the best stories so that's quite the read if everyone wants to oh. you know as we wait on her possible 
reflection on who she is as a person and, uh, <laughs> and pray and hope and pray for change because everyone can change. Um, yes. If you want to read about the unpleasant experiences, they're very interesting and they're all on Twitter. That's what I found very interesting is that this isn't just one person accusing her. You know what I mean? Like this is nah. several people coming out the woodwork and I'm like, dang girl, dang that girl. must not feel nice imagine? to be called out like that. <sighs> Yeah, you got to do some personal self-reflection if literally the consensus of everyone is that you suck. (laughs) Like, I don't know. (laughs) You might want to just be a better person. Yeah. There's a lot to do Take this time to work on yourself. Got to revamp your personality there. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay, so let's move on to our pop culture picks of the week. Um, Obviously, this week isn't a very fun pop culture week, uh, but Mm -hmm. for me, one really powerful moment and a video that I think everyone should look up because I'm not going to do it justice was Kiki Palmer. Yes, we stand before, we stand now, and we stand later. Uh, Speaking to the National Guard during LA protests, uh, she's calling for them to march with her, uh, to march with the protesters, to make history and uh, protesters around her do call for them to, to take a knee with them, and they do. And uh, it, it's a really powerful moment. I'm not describing it well here because it's a video I know, it's and like, I'm doing a bad job. But you should look it up. Yeah. It's, it's all over everywhere. Just Google Kiki Palmer, and it's, it's everywhere. So I was really proud of her because I like her already. And I was like, oh, I knew I liked you. You're amazing. You're so, just a great person. I love Kiki yeah. Palmer. I feel like these videos, these powerful videos, like our words cannot do justice to them. You just have right. to go watch them yourself. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm not even going to try. I'm going to make it seem yeah. dumb. It's not. It's really good. Yeah. So look yeah. at it. Well, that's along the same line. I mean, it was a heavy week. It's It's been a heavy, it's been a heavy year, but it was for sure a heavy week. And I think that as much sadness as we've seen, we've also seen a lot of positivity um, and a lot of people, you know, bracing arms and standing together. And I know there's a couple of videos that are going around um, that are like this, but police officers who are standing with um, the Black Lives Lo- matter movement, I think is like super powerful. You've got a number of cops who are willing to march and walk with you. And there was one video that I saw, I kid you not, I was watching it and it literally brought me to tears. It was a cop um, and it was a black woman and they were surrounded by a number of people and everyone was encouraging them to take a knee together. And they took a knee together and the woman, I mean, just fell to tears. Mm-hmm. And I I mean, like I have goosebumps just thinking about it. Again, I'm not doing a very good job at describing these videos, but like they're powerful. It's just, it's so powerful to see people coming together and really, I think, taking a stand in what we know is wrong and racism is wrong. You know, it just is. Yep. It's not nice and it's wrong and we don't stand with that. So it's been very amazing, I think, just to see so many people coming together of all ethnicities, of all backgrounds, you know, and and just kind of walking together. So there have been a lot yeah. of a good stuff on social media. I know it's heavy right now, but there's a lot of good stuff out there. And I think, yep. Anna, yours is great too. It's It's a good video. It is. Yeah. I mean, I saw a tweet earlier this week that I, I can't, I, I don't understand how to, to put it better than this, but it's a, how are you going to be on the wrong side of history when it repeats itself? This is an open book test. So, you know, yeah. we've seen what happens before. This is not unprecedented. Um, so make the right decisions, stand up for what's right. Uh, and, well, and, 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 and donate and donate your money. If you're, if you're unable to go outside, cause I know there's a pandemic going on too, like that one, two punch guys. 
Um, but yeah. donate, open your purse. If you can't, there's YouTube videos that you can play in the background so that advertising money goes to Black Lives Matters. There's so mm -hmm. many ways to help. There's so many resources online. So many people are standing up and, and coming up with creative ways for you to do your part, regardless of, of what you're able to do. So mm -hmm. I encourage everyone to uh, speak publicly and, and don't let yourself be silenced on this. Um, yeah. just continue to speak out, continue to do the right thing. I was going to say, I feel like, I mean, I feel like, I don't know about you, but I feel like there's something very different about this time and this movement and what happened. And I hate that it was at the cost of George Floyd's life, but I feel like people are really starting to put their foot down, you know what I mean? On, on both ends and say, okay, we've got to make a change and it needs to be a positive change. You know, there so. is change in the wind and, uh, yeah. and you know, no justice, no peace. Yep. The saying so yep. let's uh let's go forth and try to do one thing today that can support the black community or um if you're a part of the black community just do something to care for yourself um today so don't forget to follow this is not your self-care but also just a different plug uh, <laughs> don't forget to follow popculture.com we've got all your up-to-date news we're on facebook uh we're i'm on twitter i'm at anna rumor and i'm victoria mcgotomy uh and then don't forget to rate review subscribe we're on apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher everything like that and we'll talk to you guys next week hopefully we've got some uh, some good news for you Streaming on Paramount Plus. You're ready, Bob. Well, all right. Audiences are raving. Bob Marley is electrifying. It's the feel-good movie of the year. You dig? Bob Marley, One Love. Rated PG-13. Now streaming on Paramount Plus.